Uh, welcome to Jason the Movie Nods. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Carl Sardella. And we are up to Iron Man 3 from 2013, directed by Shane Black, starring, oh, that Robert Downey Jr. guy. I don't know why he keeps getting work. With Paltrow, Don Cheadle, Guy Pierce, John Favreau, Ben Kingsley, um, oh, a bunch of other folks. So I, we were chatting about this uh, the other day. And I said, I have I have a hot take on this movie, which is I liked it. What? What? We were saying the other day, like we expected this to be a terrible movie. I thought this was a really enjoyable movie. I feel like I don't know who Jason Sex is. Oh, now I, I, I've zagged instead of zigging. I I took off the, uh, the armor and now you can see my face and you're like. No, no, I don't. Not. I don't know if we're friends. I don't know if we're friends. I think this podcast has created a rift, and I'm afraid that we might no longer be able to have drinks together, and we're not friends. I'm more an Iron Patriot than an Iron Man. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to explain yourself on this podcast, and I'm glad we have one to do that. Well, you why don't why don't you start us off? Why did you just obviously you didn't like it? Yeah, I guess that's what we're doing now. We're doing like a quick overview and then we'll run through some of the notes on the show uh, as it goes. But um, yeah, so this is, it feels like all the things that I don't really like about superhero movies where it's a bunch of hodgepodge. It felt like a bunch of hodgepodge cutscenes and moments like we've talked about, I forgot which one it was, an Iron Man, I think. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 2, right? Wasn't it 2? Mm-hmm. And it felt like, okay, this scene's in there. Now this scene's in there. Now they're there and now they're there. It just like, yes, there was kind of a through line with terrorism, I think. And a lot of the times these movies are, you know, playing to when they came out. And whenever this came out, I'm sure it was like kind of a, a hot moment for us with dealing with all that kind of nervousness energy. So I can see that being a through line a little bit of terrorism. But in general, it just felt um, corny at the beginning, corny little uh, it just vignettes. I didn't believe or care about any of the enemies or bad people. And then, spoiler, this podcast is all spoilers, just so you know. Uh, ben Kingsley isn't even, you know, the bad guy. And, I can, and I'm glad because I could never see him as a bad guy. He's freaking Gandhi. Uh-huh. You know? So Gandhi is your bad guy, but he's not really your bad guy. Then that, what's that guy? Guy Pierce. What's that guy? <laughs> Pun intended. Guy Pierce is a real bad guy. And then there's some mystery mutant energy that he created. It all just feels wishy-washy. And I just, I couldn't grasp onto anything. Huh. Okay. I like that Tony was traumatized by the events of Avengers and that he was a lot more humble than before. He's not nearly the arrogant asshole that, that I just hated in previous movies. And I thought that was like a really nice turn. He also gets humbled when his mansion gets destroyed, but the mansion, the structure of the mansion, instead of being a random event of craziness, is like a character building moment because then he goes and hangs out with that kid in the small town. And actually, mm-hmm. for a change, liked a kid in a movie like this. I thought those scenes were very entertaining. And then uh, I liked the swerve of the Mandarin and Ben Kingsley. I thought that was really, uh, I had. Com- I either had completely forgotten or I'd never saw this movie because that took me by surprise. Oh, and really? I thought it was really clever. See, I'd, I'd remember that part very vividly when I watched it, probably in the theater. And it, I, it made sense to me because again, like I told you, I don't see him as a bad guy anyhow. So mm-hmm. 
And then lastly, I, I like the fact that it was more, much more Tony than it was Iron Man, that it was focusing on the guy in the suit and not the suit itself. And I thought like the, the crazy uh, over the top energy of Iron Man 2 was just reined in a lot more here. Until the end. Until the end. But even the end was, I felt like it made more sense than the ending of the previous two movies in the series. Okay, it made more sense than two. You're right. Because two was out of nowhere and just like, oh, now the the dude from the Big Lebowski is just here and in a robot suit. Yeah, that yeah, was silly. Like it didn't cheapen the robot suit thing for, for one. But to counterpoint, two things. One, uh, it was still bombastic and mutants that came from nowhere because of science experiments, you know, dot, dot, dot. And again, just kind of spoil the ending then. Maybe this is just the whole podcast. We'll just make it a short one. Freaking Pepper Potts becomes superhero? Come on. You got to throw points out for that. Yeah, and they had, well, she wore the suit earlier on in the movie too when she's surviving the destruction of the mansion. So I having know, her but... back in the suit makes some sense. They kind of set it up. It was a little bit, it was a little like awkward. Yeah. Very awkward. Anyways, the other thing counterpoint to the uh, Tony bit, which is actually good that we can go back and forth on it. I think that we've talked about this a lot in text where we're watching these movies and it's like, oh no, Iron Man's dead again. Uh-huh. You know? And so that got so old for me at this point. It's already been quite a few times, I feel like. And we're not even to the ending of this whole MCU where it happens again. But he was dead like a couple different times in this. And where you saw it as in kind of an advantage of a personal kind of story, I just saw it as tired because I was like, oh, here he goes again. He's, you know, going to get fixed. Uh, you know, this is going to make him, you know, connect with his roots. He's going to meet that little boy. But he, he doesn't change because we know that, you know, he is still that douchebag and he continues to be a douchebag in the MCU after this movie. Well, so maybe some, it's though. He's changed some. He's not as much of an asshole as he was before. I feel like he only changes at the very end of this MCU run. Like that's when I feel like I saw him change. Like Robert Downey Jr. actor, I feel like he played a different Tony Stark at the end. He's He Flash just forward. treats Pepper better in this movie than the other two movies. He doesn't treat her I guess. as much of a, a, a side effect of his work. He actually gets jealous of her at one point when she's hanging out with Guy Pierce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the beginning, by the way, let's let's just jump through it then for a minute. Just a few of the highlights. Yeah, the beginning is also interesting because it starts like a flashback. Mm-hmm. And it's this guy, Pierce character, Alrich Killing, Killingling, Killing Alrich Killian, yeah. Hard to say. And he rejects him. Robert Downey Jr. rejects him. And then, of course, that's going to set up foreshadowing that he's going to be the bad guy. And then they do talk about, which I do like, there's a couple positives, that Tony has panic attacks. Yeah. And they talk about that, like he's having this humanity that you're alluding to is is kind of there. So, you know, as I'm talking about it, you're right about him being more human in this movie. Uh, but then they jump to the terrorism bits with the Mandarin. I want to say, by the way, in the early scenes, I liked his relationship with Brant Stephanie Sotak. I liked mm. her character. Um, and the fact that like when she kind of hangs, hangs out with Pepper later in the movie, Pepper's not jealous of her. Yeah. Tony remembers her name. He's not, you know, as shallow as we've seen him before. And she's allowed to be a genius in this movie. Um, I just like seeing her on the screen too. I just think she's a, it, it, like she, there's an interesting character. 
And she's an awesome actress. Yeah. Um, and, but is it, it what is it to, uh, to say that, oh, look, Tony's being a person? <laughs> you know, you're saying like, oh, look, he didn't like be awful to a woman. Well, yeah, but you got to like see him on the sliding scale of Tony-ness, you know? He, you can't expect someone who's an asshole to not be a total asshole. I mean, I like that he's not a total asshole. So okay. yeah, I guess, I guess I'm saying he's growing. Yep. That's all I'm saying. He's and that's fine. He is yeah. growing. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I, I am fine being like growing. I guess. it's not. Yeah, but it's not game changer for me for this film. Terrorism comes. Uh, terrorist part comes up with the Mandarin, which is Gandhi. Which when I first saw it and didn't know that he wasn't really, he was just an actor. I thought this is never going to work because I don't believe <laughs> that Gandhi is um, the bad guy. And yeah, like you said, he destroys uh, Tony's house. Jarvis saves him. Mm -hmm. uh, Jarvis always to the rescue, which yeah, Jarvis is the real hero. Yeah, he really is. He just operate all the operates all the Iron Man uh, robots. And then people think he's dead again, which again is a reoccurring theme. And then he works with a boy, like you said. Uh, he's like a detective. It's like a weird transition to this movie all of a sudden. That's true. Suddenly becomes Detective Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> But there's no Pikachu. <laughs> I would have gave it points if there were Pikachu. Right. Uh, and then you have the two mutants. Again, these people who have the special sauce that that guy made and they attack something. Yeah, I agree. That's the weakest part of it. It really and is. They become these bombs that, that blow up randomly. And yeah, that I thought they were, that was just a weak section of the movie. Could have cut that out. And the movie, I think, still would have worked. I think so, too. Because the next section is the part you liked and I also liked. Maybe my favorite part is the big reveal that Gandhi, which I'll just call him that, or Ben, is not really uh, the Mandarin. And that's just a fun scene because he's like so nervous. He's like, my name is Trevor. <laughs> right. And I liked it that he is just this ordinary guy who likes soccer and like yeah. this, guy, this actor who got sucked into this thing. Like, I don't know. It was just like a nice swerve, I thought. I like it. Hey, I'm, I'm, that's the word, the only part in this review we might agree on. Okay. And a little bit that Tony showed some human side. Uh, then we jump to obviously killing in or whatever his name is, uh, being the real Mandarin and he kidnaps uh, pots and I guess he did experiments on her. Is that what happened? I forget. Yeah, kind of. And, and that is the weakest part to me. I just don't, the guy Pierce is a fine actor. I just don't think he's well used in this movie. No, I don't think so at all. That's like, and that's the core of why I don't like this movie. There's no one to root against. Like it might be again of the time period that they're talking about terrorism, which is fine. But with that, right. As the enemy, then you have no one really to go after because guy Pierce is an enemy and, and it's very like uh, vague on what happens. Like even with right now, like I just saw like pots, like he experiments in her, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, War Machine's in this movie a lot, by the way. Uh, and he does stuff. Yeah, did you like Don Cheadle in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. he does stuff. My notes say War Machine does stuff. He does. I, I Maybe I'm never a big Don Cheadle fan. No, you like Don Cheadle just fine. <laughs> like you're telling me what I like. I you, know you, you do. I, I do like him just fine, I guess is the answer. Yes. I like how they make fun of the suit. Yeah, the, the uh, Iron Patriot suit. That's Iron kind Patriot. Of the, run, that's right. the running joke of Iron Patriot versus War Machine. War Machine's a much better name. Yeah, Iron Patriot just sounds weird. 
sounds yeah it's but the it's kid weird. liked it so that's the important thing oh he saves people too remember they do like a saving thing so he's got to save the president and then uh iron man tries to save pots and then she falls and now she's strong <laughs> because she's okay and she has powers and then uh tony blows up his suit with the guy in it which is a weird also another thing that threw me off like that doesn't feel like a final blow, you know, kind of ending. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm going to put you in my suit and blow it up. I don't, I don't like that. I don't know why I don't like that. But I thought the closing action scenes were entertaining. They were like easy enough to follow. It was cool with them set on that. I guess it's like an oil rig or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the way they portrayed that was really was interesting the finality of Tony blowing up all his suits too kind of gave this a feeling of closure, even though it really, you know, obviously isn't closure because he's back in a couple of movies in civil war, but uh, at least it feels like this is the closure of this solo movie era for him. And, you know, I think that that is effective in this context. Yeah. I do like the part where the, the blowing up the suits and then going to get the surgery right after, you know, that mm-hmm. feels like, um, like, yeah, kind of trying to button it up and be like, okay, this run is over and I'm just going to go back to being normal. But we know he's not going to go back to being normal. Um, my favorite part of the movie. Are you ready to hear it? Yeah. post credit scenes, Bruce Banner falling asleep, listening to the story of this movie. <laughs> so he is my spirit animal in this. He is the, <laughs> in my feelings. I literally was blown away when I saw that. I was like, oh my goodness. That's my thoughts. So that was, that's what made me think. That's the other thing that made me think I hadn't watched this before because I would have totally remembered him falling asleep. I, well, no, no, that's not true. I remember most of this movie, but I don't remember that scene. Okay. I'm saying I don't remember that. Okay. Maybe you left before it. Maybe you were just. So I probably off. left before. Yeah. Cause I definitely saw this in the, in the theater originally. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't like this movie, but, um, and I'm not trying to sway you, but we do do that. You sway me and I sway you sometimes in these shows. You know, it's not the greatest movie. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it's my favorite Iron Man movie. Oh, interesting. What's the... Okay, remind me. We both don't like two. We didn't write down any of the scores. What was one again? One was was him uh, coming out of Afghanistan. I like one better. I like one better, hands down. It's an origin story. I like the first third of, of the first Iron Man. Hmm. But then the whole bit with Obadiah Stane and all that, it like totally weakened the movie for me. Wait, is he in one or in two? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in one. And two is fucking the guy from um, The Wrestler. Guy from The Wrestler. Oh, man, I really don't like a lot of one. You're right. (laughs) I just like the (laughs) beginning of it. Okay, so I like the beginning of of Iron Man 1 the best out of the whole series. Okay. And uh, time for scores, and I already know what mine is. I, I mean, it's perfect. I give this one an eight. Holy shit. We're not friends. This is the podcast (laughs) in the series where we've decided Jason and Carlos aren't friends. Okay. That is wild to me. I mean, I'm fine. Everybody has their own opinion. And that's why we're doing the show. Sometimes the movie just hits you in a certain way at a certain time. Wow. And like I, I, from the, from the very beginning when like, he's not the asshole Tony anymore, I just liked it. Right. You know, I, I just thought that the character was a lot more fleshed out. And it's nice to see real ramifications from the Avengers battle. 
we're gonna so have part to of it's a little avengers hangover i guess yeah i'm seeing like a lot of that's kind of coming across on this score um we're gonna have to make the title of this podcast some sort of clickbait which is like you won't believe how different opinions they have <laughs> so okay. iron man 3 is is perfectly and classically and just just right on the money gonna get a three wow okay iron you man really 3 like i'm gonna give it it's that's what it is it's the third movie so it gets three points i there's a couple moments that I thought were interesting and the rest of it played out to me. And I, and yeah, maybe some of it's because I've seen it and we both watch things either once or twice, but I just didn't care for any of the bad guys. I didn't, I was confused again with some of the like magic mutant stuff. I didn't understand what they were trying to do. I mean, I know it was like regrow limbs and stuff like that and the plants and, but at the same time in this movie and what they were using it for, I, I was confused. And then Pepper Potts really threw it over the edge for me. I was like, oh, okay, now she's a superhero, I guess. And I just am also having Tony fatigue. Like, well, on your side, you saw this as a kind of, you know, renewal and being like, okay, I can kind of get into Tony again. I saw it as in like, a, I've seen him do this a million times, you know, okay. he's dead again. He's missing again. He's healed again. He's going to try again. I, I just didn't care. Um, okay. I care. I care about Tony. You care, and I don't care. I and want Tony was... to be happy. It's important to me. <laughs> I really don't. I don't care for Tony. I, the only reason I like Tony is at the end of, again, foreshadowing, the end of the MCU universe. I think he does some really cool stuff in self-sacrifice, uh, which is, I guess, a little spoiler for the end of the MCU universe. So by our new rule, we're going to pre-rate our next movie. Okay, Thor, good. This is fun. Thor The Dark World. Okay. That is still Natalie Portman, right? Hemsworth, Portman, Hiddleston, Skarsgård. Well, I know that Rocky Rock's my favorite, and that's just done and done, put in the books. So I have not seen this one since the theater, I think. I've never seen that one. <gasps> You've never seen Dark World? I've never seen Dark World. I wow. saw like 10 minutes of it once when I was flipping channels, and that's about it. So then you can't even do this thing. You can't even say what you think you're going to give it. I can make a guess based on his reputation. Okay, go. I think it's going to be uh, six and a half. I think I'm going to go seven, and I'm going to like it more than I thought I did. Okay. And you told yeah. me it's a pretty good movie. I think I enjoyed it. I, again, it's been so long. When did it come out? 13. 2013? Rotten Tomato yeah, Rotten Tomatoes has to the 66, which puts it below Incredible Hulk in terms of rating. It's the lowest rated of all the movies we've watched so far in terms of Rotten Tomatoes scores. Hmm. I think I still liked it more. And again, remember, like we liked Thor, the original, in this podcast series. I enjoy him as an actor and how he plays Thor and the comedy that comes from it. You know? In fact, it's the lowest rated of all the MCU movies. Really? So it'll well, be interesting to see if it's as bad as uh, Rotten Tomatoes says. Yeah. I, I'm okay. So you're saying 6.5 or 6, 6.5. I'm saying seven. I think I'm going to like it more than I did. Okay. Thanks, Carlos. Yeah, we did it. Oh, wow. What a weird episode. I was not expecting that. And that's what's fun about it. Yeah. Right. I, I told you I had a hot take on it. I know. I thought your hot take was that you hated it just like I did. But That wouldn't be a hot take. That'd be a, oh, same old shit. I guess so. Oh, where can people find you? YouTube.com. Oh, geez, Louise. I was so excited to say it. I said something else besides YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube. You can go to YouTube if you want. 
Yas Tube. That's uh, your place for all the yacht rot kits. Yeah, YouTube.com slash a lot of things. Thanks. Talk to you next week. All right. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>